So I want to um, invite you all just to close your eyes, relax. If you're sitting in a chair, just making sure that your both feet are flat on the ground. Just observing just the immediate kind of stillness. Once we bring our attention to this place of stillness, how easy it is just to kind of drop in. And just noticing kind of how you're feeling and what thoughts are going through your mind. Just taking a deep mm. breath in. Ah, don't worry, listeners. You're in the right place. You are here. The Teacher Think Aloud podcast. That was our special guest, Ramin, starting us off with a nice little mindfulness exercise. Why mindfulness on a teaching podcast, you ask? <laughs> Why indeed? Well, we've been thinking about the new school year starting and all of the professional development opportunities that will be thrown our way. And so today we'll go on a journey with Ramin and take a holistic approach to professional development. Breathe in. Breathe out. Hello, and welcome to the Teacher Think Aloud podcast, a podcast for reflective practice for teachers of English around the world. I'm your co-host, Anna. And I'm Shay. And thank you for being here with us today. As you can probably tell, we're feeling very zen, thanks to Ramin. Let's get to know him a little. Hello, everybody. My name is Ramin Yazdanpana. He, him. I am the director of Full Circle Language Learning and Teaching. I also serve as a consultant to the U.S. State Department's English Language Programs as an EFL Technical Specialist with the Learning Systems Institute at Florida State University, as well as a teacher educator with TESOL International Association, as well as an instructional designer with the Florida Department of Education of Adult ESOL Programs. My professional work and interest also extend beyond the language teaching realm uh, into music as well. Uh, I'm a part of the Maharaja Flamenco Trio, where I play world percussion and didgeridoo. Nice. The man wears many hats. Indeed he does. Hats of different shapes and sizes. How fun. Speaking of fun, we threw Ramin a little icebreaker to get things started. So uh, we're curious, if you could invent a holiday, <laughs> what would you create and why? Yeah, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is something that I just love to do, and that's to just play music. So I, I think that the holiday would just be like kind of jamming, jamming day, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, we would just all jam, you know? And, and so I, I like to play uh, percussion. So percussion is a good instrument that is pretty accessible, but it's a very communal exercise, you know, in practice. Mm. And so I think it's, I think it's a good holiday because it brings people together. You know, you have to listen to each other. I love this emphasis on community togetherness. Yeah. And this is actually one of those themes that came up with Ramin over and over again throughout our conversation. Right. So we asked him to kind of give an overview of what PD opportunities are out there. And this idea of community came up very early in our conversation. So I'll start with options for PD, right? Professional development that teachers have. And I think that's that's really dependent on what you teach, what age group you teach, for example. Are you teaching you know, elementary school, or you're teaching 
public schools? Are you teaching university, kind of higher ed, maybe like an intensive English program? Are you teaching adult ESOL? So those different contexts will definitely, it depends like where the need is the most, right? So it also can depend if you're part of like an organization, a professional organization. So if you're part of like, let's say TESOL International, you know, or, 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 some, or some kind of state TESOL or IATEFL. So there's different kind of, you know, professional development opportunities there. And then there are certificate kind of programs, right, that are more extensive professional development opportunities. And so I think you really have to just start there. Uh, what's your what's your context? What are you looking for? And then from there, you can kind of work backwards and see what's what's available, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because you can get overwhelmed by all the different like professional development options that are out there. And, and that can get, kind of be demotivating. Mm -hmm. And it can kind of lead to this like, deficit mindset of like all the things that I don't know, you know, and like can't do or want to be better at. Mm -hmm. And so again, start with with yourself, start with what you are interested in, what your strengths are. And then from there, then you're going to start to also be attracted to kind of like your tribe. Mm -hmm. And that's a really a good way to start like and to, to sustain PD, because then you start developing like a community of, of practice. And so a lot of PD can be just like one-offs mm -hmm. that can be effective. You know, you can be inspired, you can get access to good resources um, and that's great. But I think the goal should, should be like sustainability and forming a community. And that's where you really get deeper, right? Into professional development and can start to form relationships and collaborations, you know, kind of like what we're doing right now, right? Yeah, I mean, in creating this podcast, talking to people, engaging with our listeners, that's really what we've set out to do, right? Create community. Mm -hmm. Anna, I also want to acknowledge what Ramin said about context. The PD we seek really is all about context and about our specific needs and interests as teachers. There's so much out there. It can really be overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Workshops webinars, conferences, join this or that group, online, uh -huh. in person, free events, paid events. There's a lot. Yeah, so much to parse through. And we mentioned this in episode six, right, about teaching mm -hmm. and PD through the pandemic. There's just so much out there. We really need to be intentional. Exactly. And that ties in with Ramin's whole approach here. Maybe what we traditionally think of PD, they were like attending like webinars or, or a conference, but it really goes to this holistic understanding of professional development. And this is something that I've been really kind of like feeling in, intuitively, but I've also been curious to see kind of what's, what's out there. So I'm, I'm really have been enjoying a, a specific book by Sarah Mercer. I don't know if you all are familiar with her, but she uh, wrote a book called Teacher Wellbeing. I think there's a co-author on that as well. And that is looking at professional development from this well-being lens and looking at these kind of like four different kinds of, of well-being, which are physical, you know, well-being, uh, emotional well-being, mm -hmm. mental or intellectual well-being, and, and spiritual well-being. And so when we can start to understand ourselves like holistically in our professional development, understanding that all of these things, all of these different dimensions um, of ourselves as human beings really play into our professional development mm -hmm. and, and to our happiness, right? Because if we're, 
if we're not happy, it's hard for us to be mm-hmm. yeah. really maximizing kind of our energy, you know, our intellectual capacity and just bringing that kind of energy and that motivation into the classroom or into, you know, the productions that we do and the publications that we do and just our interactions. We'll link Sarah Mercer's book in the show notes for you listeners. And so in our conversation with Ramin, we dug a little deeper into this idea of teacher well-being. How can teachers take care of themselves and continue to improve their craft simultaneously? And Ramin went in a different direction than we expected. Uh, Number one, just take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Breathing is interesting because it's something that we do all the time. Rarely are we conscious of doing it. If, you know, you talk about, you know, people are all into like intermittent fasting and all this kind of stuff. And great. That's good stuff, you know. Try not breathing, <laughs> right? So well, yeah. And so, so you know, really taking the time to leverage, you know, this the breath, and the breath regulates everything. And so, being able to utilize the breath in order to just calm and find our center is really powerful. And so, that's why I like the approach of mindfulness, mm-hmm. where mindfulness is. It's all about just being an observer and detaching from those Mm -hmm. thoughts and emotions and and remembering that those thoughts and those emotions are not you, right? They're not Anna. They're not Shay. They are thoughts Mm -hmm. and emotions that are passing through. And those can be there as guides, right? As signals to help you to respond Mm -hmm. and to plan. Mm And, and so they're not your enemy, <laughs> but you know, they're there for a reason. And they're, they're like any other kind of friend, right? You hang out for a little bit and then you, you say goodbye. <laughs> and you, know, you, can, you can come back and you can revisit each other later and you can thank them for the advice that they give. So the, the mindfulness activities help to create that kind of metacognition. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, set a holistic plan you know, for yourself, addressing all those aspects. And that is making you kind of giving you the energy to fuel your day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so also emotional, you know, what are you doing to have a healthy relationship with yourself emotionally? That can be like social, Mm -hmm. you know, interactions. Are there, are your friends like helping you out and supporting you there? You're having good relationships. Mm -hmm. And so all these things, like they sound like, what do they have to do with professional development? Mm -hmm. They have everything to do. Yeah, so you have to you have to check in and and you know that goes then to like your intellectual. So what are you setting for yourself intellectually? Like what are you doing to cultivate your, like your your connection to yourself, you know, to the world? And that can, you know, be religious for some, that can be, you know, not religious for others. But you still have to kind of have some kind of relationship with with spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh that's a very personal thing. And that's a lifelong kind of process. Wow. He gave us a lot to work with, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how often we neglect our minds and our bodies. It's like we expect them to work for us anytime that we ask, but we don't always give those pieces of us the attention they deserve. And Mm -hmm. You know that I value my yoga practice for that exact reason. I feel like I can't think clearly until I've stretched out my limbs, taken the time to notice how I feel physically, mentally. Right, right. It's that mind-body alignment that Ramin highlights. Yeah. 
I also have to giggle a little bit because I appreciate that Ramin posed the question that many of our listeners might have right now. What does all of this have to do with professional development? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's that. What's going on? <laughs> right. Only after all of my parts are working together am I able to think clearly and go after what I want, my professional goals. What are you interested in? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have Google, you know, now, and we have this amazing access to uh, resources. And not, not everybody has access to those resources, actually. You know, taking advantage of that, reaching out, you know, stimulating yourself intellectually, what you are interested in. You have to, that's the only place to start because then it's just overwhelming. There's the whole world of knowledge is available to us now. So we really Okay, so consider your interests, but also consider what you already have working uh, in your favor. A lot of times we have like a deficit mindset. And that's why I think it's it's really important to stress starting with your strengths Mm -hmm. and your passions. And neuroscience is actually showing that we, the way that we learn is, is not so much like building new neural networks, it's really like building on like the neural networks that exist. And so it's really, really hard to just like build a totally new neural network. It's a lot easier to, to build onto a neural network that's there already right? So that's a strength. Mm -hmm. That's something that you're really into. And then from there, branch out. Mm -hmm. We're all, we all have unique abilities, you know, and gifts to, to offer, right? To the world. And so, you know, starting there, I think it also builds your confidence and your kind of Mm self-worth. And all of a sudden now, like your endorphins are kicking in, right? And you have adrenaline. And so all of that is like what we call, you know, happiness, right? And we call like energy and motivation, And so the more that you can kind of like stimulate that, you know, on a daily basis, that's going to propel you forward. Uh, Yes, I love that Ramin encourages teachers to consider their mindset before anything else. This Mm -hmm. idea of neural rewiring reminds me of Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. Mm. Have you read it? No, I haven't. No, not yet. Put it on your list. Well, the book looks at this idea of having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset and ultimately asks readers to examine from which perspective they're tackling a problem. It's so important. It's really easy to get caught up in what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So I also appreciate that Ramin highlights that we already have so much at our disposal. In a nutshell, listeners, first, take care of yourselves, your mental health, your mind-body connection, your mindset. And second, start from your interests, follow your curiosity, personalize your PD. Personal development to serve professional development. It's all connected. So yeah, I think that like life is a PD, you know, experience and and recognizing that, you know, we tend to, I tended to like segregate aspects of myself, right? And identities and fear that they might be looked at as like not professional, not appropriate, and so I think it's really important to, to think about that and think about how we're like segregating, you know, our own lives and our own identities, how that makes us feel and how that's limiting, actually, you know, our ability to express ourselves, to leverage, you know, those passions and those strengths and really like limiting like our exchange and communication and connection with each other as colleagues, um, you know, and all of our relationships. 
It can feel a bit intimidating, though, to fuse your worlds, the personal Uh and the professional. But it makes sense, right? Why deny our personalities, our full identities, from being present in our professional lives? Yes, and in allowing our authentic selves to be present, I think we also attract people. We build community by showing up as we are. And so with this holistic approach in mind, we wanted to come back to this idea of community that Ramin had emphasized early on. We asked Ramin to tell us which communities of practice he's a part of. I'd say like the professional learning networks or communities of practice. Mention the English language programs, community of practice. That's really a closed community like for alumni of the English language fellow and specialist programs, which Ramin, Shay, and I are a part of. Available. I just participated as a guest expert with Teacher's Corner. That's a great community of practice that's open globally. And basically you have a, a guest facilitator, moderator. Teacher's and, Corner um, is a free resource they, on they, the American English website. We'll link it for you. Uh, TESOL International, I really connect through my interest section, which is the intercultural communication interest section. And so that's definitely my tribe. That was a game changer for me, for TESOL, was finding that group. Because, you know, you go to those TESOL conferences and they can be, you know, super overwhelming. And so when you can find like a group or two that you can you know, connect with and you do that throughout the year and then you meet up, it's like a family reunion. That's one that I, that I encourage others to kind of connect with as well. I bet you loved this one, Shay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a major ICC nerd. You know, IT Day, right? That's the Institute for Professional Development of Adult Educators. So I also- I uh, attended one of Ramin's webinars for IP Day actually, and that's how I got the idea for this episode. Ah, cool. I didn't realize it was for Ip Day. And then finally, Anna, you asked Ramin about a less TESOL-y community of practice. You mentioned when I came to your webinar that you consider your group of musicians that you collaborate with. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the group is called the Maharaja the Flamenco Maharaja. Trio. And so, uh, yeah, that's definitely a community of, of practice. And yeah. so we do, you know, talk about, I mean, that's, we've been together for almost 15 years now. And so that's a community that's, that's, you know, we've been able to sustain. And it's a lot of, I love the breadth of the communities of practice Ramin is a part of. They Mm -hmm. range from super structured and formal to something loose and relaxing. Any others you're a part of, Shay, that we should know about? Yeah, I'm fortunate to be able to get together fairly regularly through Zoom, of course, with some of my colleagues at the universities that I teach at. And I do some book club dabbling. Hmm. I also try to attend regional TESOL conferences. Being from the little state of Rhode Island means that our organization is pretty small, too. But that just leaves more room for connecting. Cool. I've participated in some really great small conversation meetups with fellow faculty as well, in person and on Zoom during the pandemic. We would just meet up and talk about how things were going, maybe have a specific focus for a session. I also consider LinkedIn and Twitter especially some really great ways to communicate, collaborate, and learn with other teachers. And then, of course, listeners, there's a new PLN in town, ours! Woo! The Teacher Think Aloud PLN! 
<laughs> Creating community has been our motivation over the last year. We've been really committed to bringing people together, and that's what led us to launch the PLN. We're excited to offer monthly get-togethers and discussions among growth-minded educators on a variety of TESOL topics. We've already hosted our first two sessions on the topics of reflective practice and increasing student engagement. We hope you'll join us for the next one, which we're hosting on September 26th. Check out teacherthinkaloud.com PLN for more information and to register. So listeners, we'd love to hear from you. How do you approach your practice or cultivate it in a way that honors all parts of you? How do you avoid the overwhelm that comes with this profession? How do you integrate mindfulness into your life and classroom? What communities of practice are you a part of? You can join the conversation on our various social media accounts. Email us via our contact form at teacherthinkaloud.com or comment via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. We welcome your reflections, questions, and ideas. Thanks so much for joining us on the Teacher Think Aloud podcast. And until next time, happy teaching and happy reflecting.